pipe is one of the oldest instruments. To play it, you blow into a pipe attached to a leather or synthetic bag, then press on the bag to force the air out through other pipes to create sound. The Big Rap Show Podcast is kindly sponsored by G1 Reads, played by some of the top bands around the world, including our current champion of champions in Vararian District, and of course the Red Hot Chili Pipers. So thanks to the guys at G1 for keeping the lights on here at the Big Rap Show Podcast. Welcome <laughs> to another Big Rab Show podcast. You're very welcome. Now, I have to say, <clears throat> from the very outset of this week's podcast, I'm dying. Ugh, I'm dying. I've got the man flu. Someone send an ambulance. Man down. Man down. Quick send hot whiskey and everything. Oh, man. Put them sticks away. Absolutely busted with the man flu this past week. And I honestly did think... How the heck am I going to do a podcast this week when I, I yesterday literally had very little voice left and I had a show to do on Fuse FM with uh, Brian Wilson, MBA of all people. So, but <clears throat> managed to pull it together. We got a show done. It was, if it was anything, it was the best crack. So it was great to have Brian Wilson on the show. Uh, we were talking all about the Belfast tattoo. We'll get talking about that later on in the podcast. <clears throat> so I have to say, if I'm going to be sneezing, sniffling, coughing all the way through this please forgive me this is my second tick at this i've already tried to do one tick at this and it was simply impossible without having to cough sneeze all that sort of stuff so i know this week's podcast will be a difficult listen so my apologies i can't stay healthy all the time i do i I do fall ill i am human Uh, anyway Let's get into things. The title of this week's podcast gives away our topic of the week. You know what we're going to be talking about. Yes, those articles that were published on PipesDrums.com, thanks to Scott Curry. We'll be talking all about that later in the podcast. So if you haven't yet already, please pause the podcast if you want. You can go, far be it from me to advertise on our website. Um, But go and check out PipesDrums.com. Go and have a look at their website. There's two articles up there now, and they're both entitled... Time for Change, Part 1 and Part 2. Go and have a look at them, then you'll be informed as to what this week's topic of the week is. There you go. Right, let's get into things. Uh, This week we have no listener mail, so that email address is bigrabshow at gmail.com. It's been extremely quiet on the listener mail front this past while. No explanation for it. Just loads of people passing comments saying... Basically, just thanks for everything that we're doing and to keep it going. And yeah, as much as those are great to receive, thank you to everyone who's been doing that. Um, But also, we love to have interaction with you guys. Ask us questions, suggestions for topic of the week, or yeah, anything like that that's juicy or anything that we should be covering here on the podcast. And please do get in contact with us. That email address, bigrabshow.gmail.com. <clears throat> I did say this week's podcast is going to be a difficult listen. I can't even form words together. Oh, the lurgy has got me. Dear goodness. All right, let's get into some of the domestics first of all. I have to give a shout out to everyone over on our Patreon page. 
We've got loads of people over there, actually, at the minute on Patreon. And they're they're really enjoying all the extra content. Now, just this past week, we actually managed to upload a bit of a Patreon exclusive where I tick a bit of a mystery factory tour. The full thing is up there. I'm not going to tell you which factory or where I was, but suffice to say, it's up there now on Patreon. You can go and have a listen to it and see exactly what all happened in this mysterious factory I was at. And, uh... <clears throat> Also exclusive to Patreon members is our promo code for TheBigRabShow.com. You can go and get your merchandise, of course. And, yeah, if you're a Patreon subscriber, you also get a promotion code where you can get 20% off your merch. Yeah. And also, we have three episodes of Rab Show Plus up there. And we will soon be dropping episode four of Big Rab Show Plus once I get rid of this lurgy. Uh, So, (laughs) yeah, stuff on the Patreon page, it's just been ticking over nicely. There's been a lot of extra stuff happening over there on patreon and you guys have been loving it so it's been great Uh, if anything possibly now is possibly the best time to go and click support on patreon because there is so much stuff that we have planned for our patreon page i think this next few months we're going to be incredibly busy over there so if you do want to help support the show excuse me told you it'd be a difficult listen if you do want to help support the show and uh yeah help kind of support everything that we do from live streaming to social media to this very podcast you're listening to to all the stuff we do on fuse all of it head over to our patreon page consider clicking that support button and for five dollars a month you can get your hands on tons of extra bagpiping goodness Ooh, and there's all sorts of real cool stuff up there and uh so yeah stuff that would probably never see the light of day here on the podcast or indeed on fuse for that matter just oh all sorts of goodness definitely worth checking out so there you go also, I have to say, <clears throat> Big Rab Show merch has been going quite well this past while. So thank you to everyone who's been uh, purchasing stuff through our website. BigRabShow.com has been quite busy this past while, and a lot of you have been ordering in your hoodies, and especially the polo shirts. A lot of you people actually ordering embroidered polos, so thank you. Um, like I say, we don't make an absolute ton of money from the merchandise in case people think that we're going to be jumping on a yacht and heading off to Barbados. Uh, no, definitely not. But uh, yeah, the sale of merchandise really does help the show whenever it comes to you know, paying things like our cell phone bill and stuff like that. Because whenever we live stream, we use our cell phones to broadcast the data. And as you can imagine, our data bill, when the season rolls out, it can be extortionate. So with that in mind... Please consider supporting the show. You have the Patreon. Plus, you can get your merchandise as well. Uh, Yeah, go and help support the show. Click support. Buy your merch. All that usual kind of stuff. So, yeah. Every click worth of support or a purchase on our shop is really appreciated, guys. Thank you very, very much. Also, we'd like to give back, of course, as well. And thanks to our good friends there at Rhythm Monster. And, yeah, you heard me having a bit of a bat there. Yep, with these bad things. Um, Yeah, Rhythm Monster have a special promotion code currently at the moment in conjunction with ourselves here at the Big Rab Show. If you type in to, at the checkout, Big Rab Monster, you get 10% off whenever you first sign up. So whether you're signing up for a month or you're signing up for a full 12-month annual subscription, just use our promo code, Big Rab Monster, and you get 10% off just by listening to the podcast how awesome is that so if anything i've been really enjoying the rhythm monster website at the moment and it has got me back playing again as you can tell i've just been messing around with different time signatures and stuff and just having a blast just having a batter 
just for the sake of it and i've been really enjoying it so yeah shout out to rhythm monster yeah loads of great material up there for drummers uh, not just snare drummers as well i have to say um <clears throat> they have great stuff for bass drummers tenor drummers and even for bagpipers as well tons of stuff on rhythm monster definitely worth checking out so again don't forget our promo code big rab monster if you're going to sign up and then you get your 10 percent off not bad all right let's get into things shall we that's the domestics out the door yeah, <clears throat> this past week on Fuse FM, uh, Bala Money, just there last night actually, whenever I'm recording this, we had Brian Wilson, MBE, live in the studio. Now, this was all sorts of special. Uh, it's always amazing whenever Brian comes along to talk to us. Uh, but this one was particularly special because we had a giveaway. <clears throat> we mentioned this on the podcast a few times, didn't we? Yeah, we were giving away eight family passes to the Belfast Tattoo this year. Not just one or two, but eight of these, which is insane. So we were able to put eight families in the stands to watch the Belfast Tattoo this year. So Brian came along to do the draw and everything and tell us all about the event and what to expect. Now, I've got to give you a very brief synopsis of who will be coming. You'll have the Royal Marines of Scotland. Oh my God! Yep, Royal Marines. And also for us piping fans, we also have the National Youth Pipe Band of Scotland will be coming as well. Oh, yeah, that's going to be amazing. Uh, so, uh, tons of other pipe bands and the full list of all the acts are all up on their website right now. You can go and check it out. Um, also, a particular highlight for me would be the Royal Canadian Mounted Police Highland Dancers are coming back. They have 40 of them making the trip to Belfast, so it'd be awesome to see them back again. I think they were here last year for the tattoo, so hey, Royal Canadian Mounted Police Highland Dancers and crowd will be back and i'm dead excited for that so if anything if you are interested in getting tickets for the belfast tattoo now is possibly the time to get them because there's 15 percent off so yeah you know me i'm all about saving money where i can uh, so yeah go and grab your belfast tattoo tickets now when you can because there's a 15 percent discount currently available a shameless plug no doubt <clears throat> but i'm not gonna go on about it for too long because I'm, I can rest assured that we'll be talking more about the Belfast Tattoo as we get closer to it. But trust me, go and grab your tickets for this early because, yeah, they'll disappear. All right? Go and check it out. SSE Arena Box Office for full information. Or, of course, you can go to the BelfastInternationalTattoo.com for all your ticket information. Go and grab them now when the discount's on. There you go. All right. <clears throat> Piping live. <laughs> Piping live. Yeah, we briefly mentioned this on last week's podcast about how they were opening invitations to Pipe Idol 2019. Now, that's all sorts of exciting. And yes, entry has entries have been flooding in for that already. But Pipe and Live have formally announced the launch of the festival along with a lineup. Yeah, Pipe and Live will be happening the 10th to the 18th of August. So for those of you... You're hopefully going to be traveling to this event. Those are the dates that you need to book your hotels for. The 10th to the 18th of August. Now, this is the 16th year the festival is going to be operating. They expect to see over 40,000 piping fans. 40,000 piping fans attend this event. Wow. As well as 5,000 pipers in total, piping at a total of 150 events over the course of the week. Now, that's not a small event by any means. It kind of gives you an idea of the scale of Pipe and Live. I keep telling, uh, you know, everyone listening that if you haven't been to Pipe and Live, it really is Christmas. (laughs) It's absolute Christmas for us Pipe and fans. So it's just a week-long celebration 
of Highland bagpiping, Ulland piping, uh, just everything that has bagpipes in it, then, yeah, it's a piping live. <clears throat> what an awesome event. And, yeah, I can't sing its praises enough. They have, they have announced some of the lineup that will be performing at this year's piping live. They have the Celtic music giants called Fluke. Fluke will be there. We also have Doogie McKins, of course, from the Red Hot Chilies. Uh, we also have Trist. Do you remember those guys? Yeah, they made an appearance there at Celtic Connections, so Trist are coming back. Now, if anything, this will be equally exciting because I know Trist have been in the studio a few months ago and we're still waiting on news of the recording, so could this be a possible launch? Hmm. Also, another big event, and we have the international quartets, of course. Field Marshal Montgomery will be there to try and defend their title. That will be all sorts of awesome. We also have Lunasa. Uh, I don't know other people that pronounce it differently. They go Lunasa. Uh, but I call them Lunsa. They're going to be performing. Also, we have Finley Johnson as well, and many, many more. <clears throat> they have yet to announce the entire lineup because dates are and acts and everything are all still being confirmed. So, <clears throat> as we get them, we will let you know. But suffice to say, this year's 16th annual Pipe and Live Festival. is going to be off the chain, man. It's just going to be the best. I cannot wait for this year. Uh, if last year's anything to go by, uh, come on, 2019 is just going to be off the chain. I cannot wait. All right, <clears throat> let's get into the results, shall we? There was a lot of piping action happened this past weekend, and there was a big uh, competition happened in Alma. So yeah, the United States Championships, I think that's what they were called, as far as I know. Congratulations goes to the city of Chicago. Yay! Awesomeness. It goes to the Grade 3 that Bandy managed to lift the US Championship. Well done. Also, shout out to the Toronto Police and Greater Midwest Pipe Band. And they were joint Grade 2 champions. Not bad. Also, a particular shout out to Toronto Police. Because uh, they won the Open Grade. And the Drummond as well. So, well done, Toronto Police. Yay. Awesome. Now, it was a little, also a little bit confused. There seemed to be another event called Scott Fest. Or Scott's Fest. Happened as well, and L.A. Scots managed to pick up a first place at that as well. So, shout out to L.A. Scots. <clears throat> now, for all of these performances, we managed to try and grab them from wherever we could find them and share them out there on the Rab Show Facebook page. So, feel free. Go and check out the Rab Show Facebook page. All of those performances from the Pipe in Action across the United States should be up there on our page. So, go and check them out. Well worth a listen. Also, locally here in Northern Ireland, we had a competition in Inniskillen that I might have briefly mentioned last week. Yeah, the County Fermanagh Championships were held in Inniskillen. Let's go through the results. <clears throat> Starting with Grade 4B, we have Carlo, and Carlo managed to lift the Drummond as well. Well done, Carlo. Grade 4A went to Ocheran, and the Drummond went to Grancha, which was a bit of an upturn because Grancha finished well down the prizes, but lifted the Drummond title nonetheless. Well done, Grancha. Onto Grade 3B, we had McNeilstown. Again, had a stomper of a performance. One's right across the board, and they lifted the drumming as well. So, yeah, of course. Well done to McNeilstown. Grade 3A then went to Battle Hill. Again, winning another competition. Well done, Battle Hill. And the drumming, however, went to the Mighty Quinn. The Mighty Quinn Memorial. Well done to Gary Smith and co. A real good performance from the Quinn Memorial. Uh, didn't make it easy for Battle Hill. But, yeah, Battle Hill still came out on top. Well done. Uh, on to Grade 2 then, and Grade 1. Now, yeah, I say and grade one because Klaus Kelt kind of just needed a wheelbarrow for all the trophies that they won that day. Yes, they cleared up in grade two. Yep, winning everything. And same for grade one or the open grade. 
uh, yeah, just marched in and cleaned up. And there was even a joke, I think, cracked. <clears throat> I think it was Arlene who was giving out the prize results, uh, giving out the results and everything. And she said, uh, whoever's collecting these trophies needs a wheelbarrow. And uh, she wasn't kidding, because Klaus Kelt just brought a lorry load of silverware home from Fermanagh. So well done to Klaus Kelt. Well played. Uh, if anything, it was a real cracking run, actually. So you can go and check that out. It's up on the Rap Show page, as always. Now, let's talk about Enniskillen, shall we? Because the number of bands entered for Enniskillen, I have to say, was certainly down on previous years. There was very few bands at this. <clears throat> Whenever you look at the drum majors as well, drum majors actually managed to outnumber the bands two to one. <laughs> yeah, oh, speaking of which, our adult champion in Fermanagh was Emma Barr. Well done, Emma. Uh, but yeah, our drum majors outnumbered the bands two to one. So that kind of tells you the ratio of how many bands were there. Now, we also uploaded some drone photography um, that a guy sent us. And yeah, you get to see the whole finale and the march past and everything and just how many people were there. And it's, well, it's not great, you know. There wasn't that many spectators there, and equally, there wasn't that many bands there. So, hmm, it's a shame for Inniskillen because I remember it back in the early nineties when you were shoulder to shoulder, you were packed in like sardines. The place was just ram packed. So it's sad to see how Inniskillen seems to be on the decline whenever it comes to numbers of attendees from bands and also from spectators. So, yeah, it's a shame, you know. <clears throat> Inniskillen used to be such a vibrant competition, and now certainly seems to be on the decline. Now, what's to blame for this? We don't know. Um, you know, can we blame live streaming like the association have been trying to do? You know, are we responsible for the fall and footfall and people coming through the gate? Or is it for other reasons? We'll get into that in Topic of the Week, won't we? Anyway, this weekend... <laughs> this weekend we're heading to Cookstown. Woo! Cookstown, the Mid-Ulster Championships is here. And uh, it's actually quite healthy for Cookstown. That's, that's a positive story on this one. Yeah, Cookstown competition has 13 bands in Grade 4B, which is quite awesome. Grade 4A, we have 10. Uh, not bad for 4A. So Grade 3B, we have 4. Grade 3A, we have 6. Grade 2, we have 6. Um, we have 6, thanks to Clocker and District, I think, are playing up in Grade 2. Also, we have a Grade 1 as well. We all, we have New Ross and District who are playing up. We have Kloss Kelt who are playing up as well. And we have the Police Service for Northern Ireland who will be playing up in Grade 1. So we actually have a Grade 1 competition at a minor. So this is the first time it's happened this season. So awesomeness. Really looking forward to Cookstown this weekend. Should be an outstanding competition. Uh, whenever you look at the full draw and everything, again, there's tons of drum majors at this. <clears throat> we were talking about this on Fuse, about just how healthy uh, the drum majoring world seems to be at the moment, especially here in Northern Ireland. It's very popular. Um, so this could be something that we could possibly look into in a future Rab Show, possible topic of the week right there. Chatting all about drum majors and just what makes it tick. Why is it so popular? <clears throat> Anyway, let's fly on. Yeah, so that's Cookstown. That's coming up this weekend. And yeah, to answer everyone's questions, will you be live streaming from Cookstown, big fella? The answer will be yes. Of course we will. We'll be live streaming as much as we possibly can, as well as those all-important results. So feel free to tune in. And yeah, hopefully catch some of the Grade 1 action from uh, Klaus Kelt, New Ross, and the PSNI. So yeah, that should be worth watching. <clears throat> All right. I know, I keep clearing my throat and coughing, so I apologise, guys. This is a real difficult listen. Uh, I'm doing the best I can. 
Alright, I have to give a shout out to Wake and District Pipe Arm. Yes, Wake and District managed to upload a bit of a video of their performance from the Greenvale Scottish Games. Uh, is it Greenvale or Greenville? Sorry, I probably pronounced that wrong. Uh, but Wake and District published a video and what made it entertaining was not just the music that was happening, but what happened outside of that. I don't know if you guys have seen this yet. The guys at Waken District said that rumour has it that the Big Rab Show was live streaming at the Greenville Scottish Games this past weekend. And um, <clears throat> I can tell you now, we weren't. We were nowhere near it. However, I finally got the joke whenever I continued watching the run. Um, yeah, this guy just seemed to appear out of nowhere. And uh, I think it could be fair in saying that he was an elderly gentleman. And he walked his way in towards the arena... As the band were in the circle, the judges were standing around, marking their crit sheets. And then this guy just appeared out of nowhere. with It looked like a phone or an iPad or something. And he practically stood right next to one of the pipers. He just like moseyed right on in front, right in front of all the judges standing. And uh, I have to give a shout out to the piping judge. I think Bill Cottle, uh, he just like shouldered him out of there. He said, look, pal, get out, grabbed a hold of him and kind of moseyed him out. Now, you would think that guy would die off of embarrassment and go, oh, God, right, sorry, I didn't know I wasn't allowed to do that. But no, there was no embarrassment there because as soon as he got levered out, then he levered himself back in again. He just pushed himself back in in front of the judges. Now, to me, this was absolute madness. Absolute madness. Whoever that person was clearly is not involved in the piping scene because, you know, would never, I don't think anybody in the piping scene would ever consider doing that uh, because you could be causing a complete distraction to the band, never mind the judges. So the judges had to act like stewards and actually tell this dude, look, knock it off. And we know you're keen to get a photograph or a video or whatever it is that you're doing, but would you clear off and let these guys compete? <laughs> so I have to tell you <clears throat> unequivocally, that was not us. That guy was not associated with the Rab Show at all. We would never do anything like this. You know, we do like to get close to bands, don't get me wrong. But we also know that we have to keep our distance. Judges have to do their work, you know what I mean? But this dude just marched on right in front of them, you know? Hey, judges, stuff you I'm getting my video. It's incredible to watch. Go and check it out. It's up on Waken District's uh, Facebook page right now. Um, I think we've managed to share it out in our social media as well. It just begs belief. You know, it really does. And that poses a lot of questions. You know, but the general public uh, not look at this and just say, what is that guy doing? And maybe somebody say to him, maybe that's a bad idea to stand in front of the judges. And another question, where were the stewards? Where were the guys who were there, hopefully trying to control the crowd? Begs belief. Because trust me, here in the UK, if you step one little inch... Over, over that rope or whatever they have, you know, for, to keep the crowd back. If you're anywhere the other side of that rope, they're over like a shot. And you're practically kicked out of the grounds. <laughs> they're very strict about access to the arena. So whenever I seen this dude just mosey on over and, you know, it's just another day. Here I am filming over a Piper's shoulder. Like, dude, what are you doing? Anyway, I'm rabbiting on now, but go and check that out. Shout out to Waken District. And again, an assurance that that was not us on the Rab Show. We would never, ever do anything like that. That's incredible. Oh, terrible. <clears throat> All right. 
congratulations has to go to Sarah Muir. Well done, Sarah. Yeah, the reason why she's uh, congratulated, because she was the winner of the Athol Gathering, which is not a small achievement by any means. She managed to do it quite convincingly as well, with two firsts and a second. And the second place she managed to get, uh, I think she came second to Angus McCall. So not bad. <laughs> so, yeah, she done it quite convincingly. So well done, Sarah. But winner of the Athol Gathering 2019. The junior champion as well went to Bobby Allen. Now, I think conditions on the day at the Athol Gathering, gathering was pretty rough. I think, yeah, it was rain on and off again and it was freezing. Just a terrible day for sound. Uh, so shout out to Sarah. He managed to battle with the elements and come out on top. Well done, I have to say. <laughs> well done indeed. Uh, also, a shout out to Perth Metro. Yeah, Perth Metro Pipe Band announced recently on their social media that their number two band has recently been upgraded to grade three. Yeah! Go on, the Metro. So, yeah, I think at the moment now they have a band in grade two and now in grade three. So, well done, Perth Metro. So, not bad. I think they're doing something right there in Perth Metro. Certainly very interesting. Also, let's talk about the Euros. The European Championships happening here in the UK. Yeah, the draw is now available for the European Championships. And yeah, let's look at it. It is kind of slim pickings. Whenever you consider this is a major. This is a major championship, guys. And numbers are down. Like I just read you the numbers from Cookstown. And they read kind of similar to this. Grade 4B, you have 20 bands. Which is your biggest grade on the day. Grade 4A you have 17. Grade 3B you have 13. Grade 3A you have 12. Grade 2 you have 14 bands. That's not bad. Grade 1 however you have the usual 12. So there you go. Uh, So the European Championship draw is all up there now. On the RSPBA website. You can go and check it out at your leisure. And some particular highlights of mine would be the guys who are travelling in internationally. There's a couple of bands actually coming in from Australia. Uh, shout out to Scots College. Uh, they're in grade 4B. And also to... Now I'm going to butcher this name. Is it Halliburry? Uh, I've probably pronounced that terribly. Apologies. So Halliburry Pipe Band uh, also in grade 4A. So grade 4B and grade 4A will have an Australian entry this year. Also we have an entry from Switzerland. We have the Pipes and Drums of Basel from Switzerland uh, coming to compete in grade 4A. So that's going to be interesting in itself. Also shout out to Mesa Caledonian from the US is going to be competing in grade 3B at the Euros this year. So that's going to be worth watching too. Shout out to Mesa Caledonian. Um, So, yeah, I think the European Championships is going to be interesting from the point of view is that we have these little bands, I say little bands, but we have these bands in here from international fields sprinkled in there just to add a little extra sauce to what should be a real good competition. So, yeah, the Pipes and Drums of Basel, Scots College, Halliburry and Mesa Caledonia. So, well done for making the trip i can't wait to see these guys it's going to be awesome so yeah like i say go and check out the full draw i'm not going to sit here and read a list hashtag channel rant uh, <laughs> go and check it out it's up there on rspba's website right now go and have a look at it and you can see for yourself <clears throat> even from being myself here locally from northern ireland there's very few bands even from northern ireland again who are making the journey over for the euros which kind of mm, it tells a tale doesn't it you know what I mean? When bands financially have to pull out of competitions and, you know, can't afford the trip. So, I don't know. We'll talk about that on Topic of the Week as well. But, yeah, the Euros, for a major championship, 
the entries appears to be down. But then again, the same thing for Paisley at the start of the season. And the entry for that was down as well. So should we be surprised by now? Honestly, no, we're not surprised. It seems to be a reoccurring theme this incoming season, which does give me concern for the latter half of the season. How are things going to be looking for the big one, the Worlds, or even for Dumbarton? You know, how are things going to be looking for an entry of bands? <clears throat> it's worrying. It is very worrying, to be honest. But hey. We're getting into topic of the week, aren't we? Let's fly on. One last thing I do want to plug is the Big Rab Show YouTube channel. Yo! The Big Rab Show YouTube channel has actually been um, yeah, quite busy this past while since the season has kicked off. We have a load of performances up there from Newton Arts, the first competition of the season here in Northern Ireland. But also we have a video recently submitted uh, with an interview with Andrew Carlyle. And it goes a little something like this. Hey, Rab, how's it going? This is Andrew Carlisle from the Alma Highland Games in uh, Michigan, United States. Andrew, what's your what's your favorite cheese? Well, my favorite cheese is the Big Rab Shoot. <laughs> All right, have, have a good day. <laughs> there you go. So we are Andrew Carlisle's favorite cheese. I didn't know that we were so cheesy. Are we dairy-free? I don't know. Are you lactose intolerant or something? I, I don't know. Hey, but I, yeah, we're Andrew Carlisle's favorite cheese. Awesome. I have to say, that was submitted by a listener of The Rab Show and uh, he just managed to catch up with Andrew Carlyle and managed to grab a very quick interview with him and just ask him on camera what his favourite cheese is. So if you have, you know, five minutes to spare and you think it would be cool to get talking to someone uh, and possibly bring it here to The Rab Show, then please do. It would be awesome. Little tiny video clips like that. Hey, 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 hey. What's your favourite cheese, big lad? <laughs> Lethal, do that. And we would love to see it. You can send it in to us. BigRabShow at gmail.com So yeah, if you have the opportunity to talk to some of the biggest, brightest in the bagpiping world, then please do. We'd love to know what their favourite cheese is. Yeah, so there you go. Grant, I think that's pretty much it for the bagpiping news this week. Apart from what we're going to be talking about next. Hmm, yes. Yeah, <laughs> those articles published on pipestrums.com have generated quite a lot of conversation. So we're going to have the conversation ourselves here on the podcast. Yeah, so if you haven't already, like I said, hit pause on this week's podcast and go and have a read at them first. Go to pipestrums.com and there's two parts. There's part one, part two, and both of them are an incredible read. I have to tell you that. And go and check them out for yourself. Come back after the break, after I have myself a big cup of tea. And, uh, yeah, we'll get talking all about this week's topic of the week. So, yeah, without further ado, it's time for me to go and get some paracetamol and a big cup of tea. (laughs) It's time for the topic of the week. LoneStarPiper.com, serving the piping and drumming community in the United States for over 10 years. Featuring R.G. Hardy's full range of bagpipes, including Henderson's, and Gallic theme lines of kilts and doublets, and bespoke Highland wear, including sparns and cap badges. LoneStarPiper.com offer tailored payment plans on any set of bagpipes. If your drum corps needs a new look, then they can help you with a full custom design from Adante Drums and custom bass heads from Evans and Remo. Lone Star Piper is also the North American distributor for Beach Street Drumming Goods from Northern Ireland. Have you any questions about any of the major brands they carry? Then you can contact Jeremy at sales at lonestarpiper.com. 
LoneStarPiper.com. Check them out. The Harris Kilt Company, 150 Sandy Row, Belfast, offering high-quality garments with unique styles, enough to cover any wedding, formal event, or even pipe band competition. They can offer a full range of kilt and jacket combinations, all completed with Highland accessories, all available for sale or for hire. If you're looking for a Highland-inspired outfit of the highest quality, then look no further than Harris Kilts. HarrisKilts.com 150 Sandy Row, Belfast. Check them out. Are you on the lookout for a set of vintage pipes? Then look at Source Bagpipes. Bagpipes ranging from McDougall, Glenn, Stark, McKinnon, McPhee, Henderson, Laurie and Sinclair and many, many more. In addition, brand new set of pipes by Booth and Pettigrew. They have a no-quibble return policy with 25% deposit securing any set of bagpipes. Also offering a full payment plan to be able to pay for your set of pipes over 12 months. Source Bagpipes now have a range of vintage pipe chanters and vintage practice chanters in stock and are all up on their website, sourcebagpipes.co.uk. Contact Ross for more information. Hello. This is Fred Morrison, and you're listening to The Big Rab Show. Ah, yes indeed. Time for Topic of the Week, and I've just had myself a big cup of tea, a dose of paracetamol. Uh, let's get through the rest of this, shall we? The man flu will not win, damn it! <clears throat> yep, so apologies to everyone who's been struggling through this week's podcast. Like I said, I've got very little voice left, I'm still sniffing and coughing, and... Uh, the man flu! The man's down! Yeah, I think a hot whiskey or two after this will clear me up. Uh, But, yeah, I hope by now you've had an opportunity to look at these two articles that were published on PipesDrums.com. They are entitled, Clean Break, A Call for Change. Now, these were uh, written by Scott Curry. Now, at the very beginning of part one, PipesDrums.com put out a big disclaimer to say about how this was not written by them, and they seemed quite... Cautious and a bit nervous about all of this at the very beginning. Uh, that you know they welcome opinions and that this is an opinion piece and all of that, and that they were kind of nervous as to how this would be received in the piping world. Well, <clears throat> let's get into it first of all. Part one, part one details about how this pipe band world is appearing to be broken, especially our association, the Royal Scottish Pipe Band Association. And that is our guys, the headquarters in Scotland. Now, just to read some bullet points from the article itself, I'm going to try and summarise this because it is quite long, but definitely worth a read. Um, So, uh, I'm going to read these points here. It says, how can you reform an organisation that has taken approximately £1 million earned on the backs of tens of thousands of collective hours of performances and gives nothing in return? That's the first bullet point. Now, this is something we have spoke about here on the Rab Show podcast before, about the million quid in the bank. This past year's AGM um, basically was all about how they were going to spend this £1 million on the refurbishment works of their new offices in Glasgow. Now, not for one second did we think that this was, uh, you know, completely wrong. We did understand that our association needs an office. Their last one caught fire, uh, so at the minute they're kind of homeless. They do need an office, so 
yeah, possibly investing some money and improving an office space, great. No problem. No issue with that. However, spending approximately £1 million, uh, you know, in an office space that possibly half a dozen people will use, and bands will certainly never see any of that cash. So I have to agree with this point here. Whenever he actually explains these bullet points in more detail than possibly I would here on the podcast. Um, <clears throat> but basically saying that the money that is sitting in the RSPBA coffers, over a million quid of it, is all earned off the back of tireless work from pipers and drummers and volunteers around the world who's generated this revenue for them. And instead of this money apparently being pumped back towards the bands and investing investing in the future of piping and drumming, instead they're building a big plush office in the centre of Glasgow, which, as you can see, it does kind of sting. So when you read that bullet point again, he says, how can you reform an organisation that has taken in approximately £1 million earned off the backs of tens of thousands of collective hours of performances and gives nothing in return. Yeah, I have to say that's a quite a valid point. Yeah, the association haven't really been seen to be investing much in... I, I don't know, perhaps I'm being overly critical here, but they do have teaching programs and all of that, don't get me wrong. They do have various different teaching programs around all of Scotland, uh, but are they doing it on a worldwide level... I don't know, but I, I, you know, I don't, I just don't know how the money is being invested in the piping world. We, we certainly are not seeing it in prize money. Bands are not getting help with travel, all of that. We'll go on to the next bullet point. We can talk about the money forever. Go on to the next bullet point in Scott's article. He says the association consistently refuses to listen to the people and its supposed. And it's supposed to represent, so I'm yeah, paraphrasing now, but yeah, <clears throat> the association do appear to be reluctant to listen to the membership. And that has become clear in the past as well. Now, not just in recent months, but yeah, for throughout this past five, six years possibly, uh, we have seen evidence of the RSPBA themselves getting feedback on a certain thing. And the association kind of going... Uh, we don't like your answer, we think this answer's better, and we're going to go ahead with this one. And everyone else is left scratching their heads, and well then, why did you ask us in the first place? So th- this has happened quite a lot. <clears throat> the association do kind of display this quite regularly. Now again, I know I'm being overly critical. The article itself is critical of the association. Let's just say that. Especially part one, it says how the association is broken and how it's failing. Now, that is the feeling of most people listening to the podcast right now, I have to say. From the amount of emails and messages that we get in on our social media, uh, this article pretty well sums up the feeling of the bagpiping world at the moment. I have to say at the moment because things could change. Also, he says the association appears to ignore the outcomes of democratic processes it instigates. So that's, again, not listening to memberships. So I think this is referring to whenever bands were polled on the two-day worlds. Do you remember that little chestnut? Uh, <clears throat> yeah, there was a big debate whether the worlds was still going to be a two-day event or whether it was going to be one. Bands were actually given an opportunity then to say whether they preferred the two-day or the one-day and I think from all intents and purposes, most of the bands came back saying that they preferred the one-day option, that they would want to have it just on the Saturday. 
However, the association decided, uh, no, it's going to remain a two-day event, and that's it. And then we'll figure out how to do it after that. So, yeah, you guys were here for that. That all happened, <laughs> believe it or not. The association then, according to Scott, also says it permits perceived or real conflicts of interest that contribute to questionable results. Hmm. We're getting into the thick of it now, Scott. Uh, yeah, he talks about this up a conflicts of interest, uh, either perceived or real, whenever it comes to judging. Now, we have said this before <clears throat> on both podcasts, in fact, part one and part two of our judging series. When we interviewed judges, we talked about all of this and how the judging setup all works and everything. I did say publicly, and a lot of you guys actually agreed at the time, which was very reassuring, that you said that, if you're involved in a business that sells piping products or pipe band products of any kind, that you should not be in that arena holding a clipboard because that is a very clear uh, conflict of interest. Because, say, for example, you sold a particular band a whole big setup, like you've done uniforms, instruments, the whole nine yards, and that band spent thousands and thousands and thousands through your company, then, of course, you're going to want to shine them in a positive light. You're going to say, ah, that's those guys who spent, like, I don't know how many grand in my shop. Uh, yeah, I can bump them up the results just to help them and say a wee thank you. You know, I'm not for one second suggesting that that is the case. Uh, but I'm just saying that judges should not put themselves in that position. They, they should not be in that arena with a clipboard if they also have a checkbook in their sparring. So it's very dodgy ground, but apparently it's still happening at the moment. And doesn't appear to be much being done about it. So that's another thing that the piping world are complaining about. I have to agree there. Scott also says that the association refuses to cooperate with reputable related media outlets. <clears throat> yeah, I have to completely agree with that as well. Um <clears throat> Reputable media outlets. Yeah, we do work with Fuse FM Balamoney. We are a bona fide broadcaster as well as us pre uh, presenting this podcast each week, then, <clears throat> yeah, we have had it very difficult this past few years working with the association, and it's been no mystery. We have been completely open with you guys about it. We've been, in fact, probably too open about it, telling you all about our arguments, our backroom chats and everything with the association to try and get some sort of coverage from these events every year. Uh, this year, possibly 2019, has been the worst <laughs> in memory when it comes to trying to work with the association and yeah <clears throat> whenever scott says here that they refuse to cooperate with reputable related media outlets i have to agree it's not just us here in the rab show by the way i do know that they are uh, not difficult but they're reluctant to work alongside other media outlets such as newspapers magazines local press as well as television and media in general. They are kind of very difficult to work with alongside. Um, so I can understand the frustration from all various media outlets, because I'm one of them. Um, so Scott hits the nail on the head there whenever he can see it himself as a, an outside, you know, kind of looking in. He also says here, the association uh, selectively suppressed dissent so savagely that when many or even most players feel they can no longer have a voice now that one has to be top of the pile 
top of the pile. Now, the reason why I'm saying this is that they suppress dissent. So if someone raises their head or raises a hand at an annual general meeting, then their name is noted, their band is noted against that. Uh, so someone raises their hand and say, um, <clears throat> I am not happy with the way judging went a certain competition can we have a review or uh you know what are we going to be doing to fix it all that sort of stuff well that person's name is noted the band's name is noted and then the next time they come around to a competition then yeah oh that's that guy from oh that's that band who raised this issue huh have a problem with judging do you huh well let's just see how well you fare in the results this weekend shall we huh now i'm not saying (laughs) again being the diplomat <clears throat> I'm not saying that this happens, but it is plausible that pipe band people out there are terrified to speak, even to speak out on any kind of a topic that is critical about the association because of one thing and one thing only, and that's that big prize, the world's, the world pipe band championships is such a holy grail for pipe bands out there that it holds so much power over bands that for fear of reprisal, bands are more willing to put their head down, say nothing, and just hope for the best that if they say nothing, keep themselves to themselves, then, yeah, who knows, they'll win a world title, you know? They'll not have any reason for an adjudicator or for anyone, for that matter, to knock them down the pecking order. I know for a fact I have been contacted uh, by ourselves and the Rab Show team as these two articles dropped that people out there are terrified to even drop a comment on them or even to hit that like button on Facebook, for example, or give it a retweet on Twitter. They're terrified to touch these articles at all if they're seen to be supporting them at all, even if they just think it's an interesting conversation. If they're seen to be anywhere near these articles at all by their band, then, yeah, they know that the association are currently watching this with great interest to see who's supportive of this idea and who isn't. And then, yeah, we'll just see how you fare this season, you know? So whenever he says that the RSPBA suppresses dissent so savagely that many or even most players feel that they no longer have a voice, I think, Scott, that you are 100% on the money, my friend. Also, recently, uh, the RSPBA have created public spats with pipe band enthusiasts who agree or disagree with them, who are simply doing their bit to promote and share our art form using the social media platforms that the RSPBA itself refuses to move at the times to embrace. Now, this is a huge issue. And again, Scott, I have to say, I think you are kind of talking about us in this one, (laughs) the Big Rab Show. Yeah, we had a very public spat if you will with the rspba whenever the whole live streaming debacle came around and um yeah we are literally doing what we can to try and promote our bagpiping world in the best possible light possible and the rspba at every turn seem to be trying to battle the opposite direction now everyone i have been talking to since the whole stream gate uh, the whole thing is that everyone was surprised and shocked by the behavior of the RSPBA. And um, I have to be honest, it was possibly a breakdown in communication. Maybe the wrong message got across or something. But either way, once the online backlash 
was happening and everyone was up in arms about this live streaming thing then the phone started ringing on the monday and uh, yeah perhaps we need to sort this out so yeah a decision was made we've talked about all the streaming thing before decision was made but then it was also very quick to kind of switch and change that decision so yeah i kind of give the rspba credit for that to be honest you know they realized that possibly a mistake was made and something had to be done here to try and fix it uh, so it was good, you know, that they had that onus to try and fix things. The RSPBA themselves are seen as this all-powerful governing body over the bagpiping world. And as we can see, <clears throat> it's failing. Now I don't say that lightly. It is. It's failing. Especially here in the UK. Um, like I was talking about in a skill on competition there recently... And I do remember, uh, whenever I first started in the late 80s, early 90s, there were bands falling out of the place. The, the place was absolutely rammed. There was tons of families, small kids, myself included, just, you know, heaving with people. Both spectators, bands, men and women, and the music was incredible. And you had bands from every art and part coming to every competition. And they couldn't wait. To hit a competition field. But now we are seeing something completely different. We're seeing a big decline in spectators. We're seeing a huge decline in bands. Uh, there's more bands that I could say that have fallen by the wayside this past year. Than bands that have been reintroduced to the piping scene. <clears throat> We're constantly reporting stories now about bands who have to step down a grade. Or bands who just have to pull the plug entirely. Uh, for whatever reason, we don't know. But I do want to pose the question. What are our association doing to, to try and help this? The RSPBA at the moment seem to be... I don't know. Someone once told me, what is the definition of idiocy? I, I don't know. What is the definition of idiocy or whatever? Just repeating the same thing over and over again and expecting different results. The RSPBA was set up, I don't know how many hundreds and hundreds of years ago, but essentially the format, the organisation and everything hasn't really changed much, if at all. The format remains the same, competitions remain the same, the whole thing is steeped in tradition. And to be honest, sometimes that tradition could be choking us. Now, I'm not for one suggesting that we should abolish MSR performances or we should get rid of the medley selection and start bringing in something like the Breton bands and start bringing like a full orchestra type deal and all of that kind of business and concert formation and let's bring in the guitars and all be, all be the Red Hot Chilies. Um, <clears throat> I do understand that what we're competing at is a traditional medium and it should be that. Uh, but remaining so seems to be stifling things. Now, for example, at various competitions, I think the first major of the season in Paisley, there was a lot of complaints that came to ourselves here in the Rab Show to say that there was very, very little to do for the kiddos. It was not much of a family event. There was no sort of fairground sort of thing, not even a stall or anything selling candy floss or anything. Well, I think there was candy floss, actually, but yeah. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? It wasn't kind of pegged as a family day out. It was a pipe band competition, and that was it. 
There was nothing in and around it to kind of attract families, to attract more of an outside piping audience into what this amazing event was. I think overall the RSPBA have been kind of digging their heels in and hoping for the best. You know, that this is just a lull and that things will possibly get better. And perhaps that is the case that, yeah, maybe we are in a bit of a lull and things will get better. But from talking to you guys, the piping folk, so many people are now becoming so disjointed with the piping world and believe that the way the judging is going at the moment, the organization of competitions is going at the moment. And... We haven't even mentioned the number cap. The number cap, that's another thing. <laughs> it's another animal entirely. The prize money available at competitions, the investment of time and money by the associations themselves in bands at a local level and at a national level. Just what are the association doing? Which is why when a decision is made to build a fancy headquarters at over a million quid, that decision can really sting and can stick in the throats of pipers and drummers, and it really has. So, yeah, the association this past, I don't know, five, six years possibly, have been behaving badly, and I don't say that lightly. Now, I know for a fact, in the RSPBA, <clears throat> there are volunteers who work tirelessly for the association. They give their blood, sweat, and tears to this, uh, possibly putting in more hours and effort than even possibly some of the bandsmen and women. Um, so I have to say to those guys, we are not talking about you here. <laughs> All right, I'll put that out there. I do know that there are some real, real positive people in the association and they are willing and able to do everything they possibly can to promote piping and drumming and to just make what we do that bit better. However... It seems to be at the top brass, at the top enchilance of the RSPBA. Uh, it, it seems to be, yeah, very reluctant to change. We're now in the 21st century. Social media is a thing. And we're only really now seeing the, the RSPBA uh, have a YouTube channel. They've kind of tinkered with it this last while. This year especially, they have concentrated more on their YouTube channel. Um so who knows, in another 10, 15 years' time, we may see the RSPBA possibly do an online live streaming. Hey, stranger things have happened. <clears throat> but yeah, our RSPBA are moving, but they're moving incredibly slowly. And as a result, it is frustrating everyone in the bagpiping world. Now, yeah, it's also been said that with most of the majors, if not all of them, yeah, all of them are here in the UK. So whenever you consider that it is a world pipe band championship, why is it held in the same place every year? We've argued this here too on the Rab Show. Why is the world championships always held in Glasgow? So bands have to fundraise and travel thousands of miles, pay thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars to get to Glasgow, get rained on, get spanked by someone who's five minutes down the road and then go home. Why would you bother? And what are the association doing to help this? <clears throat> I'm sure, from an association point of view, they're very happy to sit back and draw these bands in from an international world of bagpipers and drummers 
And it's great to have them appearing in Glasgow because that's a draw. Pulls people through the gates. Oh, there's bands coming from Canada. Great. I want to see that. Do you know what I mean? For example. So, again, it's, yeah, just like Scott said in his article. The association are on the camel's back. And the camel is us. Us guys of the piping world. Who tirelessly work behind the scenes, practicing, working hard at our art form. Every year, year in, year out, we're producing more and more performances of incredible music. And the association themselves are quite happy with this. You know, they organize their event and everything and turn up and sit in the VIP tent and then have their big dinner afterwards with the Lord Mayor of the city and all that. You know, uh, the whole thing, yeah, just kind of (laughs) stinks. You know, I'm not going to pull my punches. Uh, But yeah, I have to agree with Scott with what he said on part one. And I'm kind of summarizing the whole thing. Uh, But I have to say, go and check out part one of his article, uh, A Call call for Change, Clean Break. Definitely worth looking at. Now, on to part two. Part two is more of an optimistic approach. Part one of Scott's article was all doom and gloom. It says about how everything is broken. Everyone in the bagpiping world has so many complaints, but yet never speak. There's so much money in the bank, but the bands never see it. We've just talked about that. On to part two, then. On to part two of the article where pipesdrums.com have a bit of a shorter uh, prerequisite to the whole thing. uh, Because the reaction to part one was a positive one, I think. So pipesdrums.com thought, oh, oh, we're on to a good thing here. Well, okay, great. So they said themselves that Scott Curry's opinion piece part one received strong interest and gained significant readership on pipesdrums.com. And I'm sure this podcast will also increase that as well. So you're welcome, pipesdrums.com. But the reason why this is incredibly interesting is because you guys know Scott Curry. Scott Curry has a business. He sells pipe band products around the world and has been involved in the bagpiping scene since he was no age and playing competitively you guys possibly know him he was playing in shots for the longest time so there you go shout out to scott um but yeah pipesdrums.com took the gamble with publishing this and it seems to have paid off and their prerequisite says hey this is great scott's now offered a solution (laughs) well first of all i wanted to draw attention to this on Article 2, Part 2, Scott re- references ourselves here in the Big Rab Show but doesn't actually manage to say our name, which I'm quite happy about, but I know that he's talking about us. He goes on to say it, he says, There are perceived rights and wrongs to live streaming in the pipe band world, but regardless of the wrongs, the majority of players and the public seem to prefer the rights. <clears throat> yes. So notwithstanding this, the seemingly regressive approach of RSPBA towards social media and live streaming in recent years has spawned an upsurge in highly popular enthusiast channels which have filled that void to provide a service that is followed by thousands globally. Thank you, Scott. (laughs) Uh, So through their efforts, they connect people with the piping world and help build the closeness of the community that follows it. Again, yes, that's exactly our aim. He says, it is easy to try and scapegoat live streamers and YouTubers, of which RSPBA is one, by the way, uh, for diminishing attendance at pipe band competitions. But 
The truth is that this has been happening for significantly longer than these outlets have been operating. The decision to clamp down on one in particular appeared to be inexplicably mean-spirited and has only created more unnecessary discontent and resentment in the pipe band community. Within a matter of days, the situation was reversed. Because it was one that the RSPBA had no no locus to authorise and they were apparently powerless to prevent. It begs the question of why yet another misguided public relations disaster was allowed to happen to begin with. Now, those paragraphs really interested me because quite clearly he was talking about the live streaming thing and us here in the Big Rab Show and what we're trying to do. I have to say, thank you, Scott, for your incredibly kind words. Yes, we are doing what we can to to provide live stream, social media coverage, all of that sort of stuff. We are doing it because the association are not. We have said that from day one. You can go back and listen to it on our podcast. I think I even said it on episode one, that, yeah, we live stream from competitions, we film things, we do all our social media, we do our radio shows, our podcasts, because the association don't. And I've said this time and time again. People keep thinking that us here in the Rab Show, we make an absolute fortune doing this. Oh, you guys are bound to be minted. You're bound to be rolling and laughing all the way to the bank. I have to tell you now, no. (laughs) For those who don't know, podcasting is not cheap. And um, yeah, all of this is done from a volunteer perspective. There's none of us making money from this. Um, So you heard at the very start of this week's podcast, we asked for your support. Which is why we have a Patreon page. Which is why we have merchandise and t-shirts and stuff. Because the cost involved for us and the team is simply too much for us to bear on our own. So with each click of support on Patreon, I I keep saying it. It does mean the world and I really mean it. It does mean the world to us. Your $5 a month could mean the difference of us getting to a competition and us not getting to a competition. It really is that close. So, yeah, whenever they talk about... The association don't do this and outlets such as ourselves here in the Rab Show, we do. This is a huge oversight by the RSPBA. And Scott goes on to talk about the establishment of what could be known as the WPBA. Now, I love this idea. Now, if anything, this is not a new idea. I have to stress this. I have heard about this before. There's been murmurings in the bagpiping world, world before where people say, do you know what? RSPBA are not doing what we need them to do. Why don't we split away and create our own bagpiping organization? Now, essentially, there is nothing to stop you from doing that. Except, if you do, you'll get disbanded from the RSPBA. You'll be booted out, you'll never be welcomed back again, and you'll never have the opportunity to compete for old Spikey. And that's, again, throwing it back to where the power lies. The RSPBA themselves control the bagpiping world. They control the World Pipe Band Championships. If you want to compete for that RSPBA Jubilee Trophy and Banner, then you need to toe the line. You need to be part of their organization. You need to adhere to their rules. All of that. 
So <clears throat> this idea of the establishment of a brand new piping association, as exciting as it is, is it realistic, is the thing. Now, looking at Scott's article, part two, he kind of draws examples from the world of Formula One racing, or even the PGA Golf, where, you know, the tours around the world, there's various different events around the world for the PGA Tour, as well as Formula One, and then depending on your results uh, at that competition, depends on how many points you get awarded, and then, you know, you have an eventual winner at the end of the championship season. Now, this is an incredibly interesting idea, and one of which that I am a bit of a fan of. He talks about that there should be uh, national competitions held wherever your country is. So have a, a USA Nationals, a Canadian Nationals, uh, an Irish and an Ulster National, Scottish, English, Welsh, France, Australia, New Zealand, anywhere where there is a piping scene, have a national championships and then have your points added up and all of that and then hopefully be able to compete for a world championship which should be circulated worldwide it should not be kept in glasgow i'm a bit of a proponent for that definitely um so yeah go and read scott's article i'm kind of giving it spoilers here um but <clears throat> yeah it is such a simple idea if you know what i mean it's people read this article and think Oh gosh, this is incredibly complicated. But I have to tell you, it's quite simple actually. I managed to contact Scott just before I was coming on to record tonight's podcast. And I said to him, Scott, is there anything in particular you would like me to point out about your article? I read it and thought that it was incredibly interesting and would like to feature it on this week's podcast. Scott says, thank you, Rob. Yes. He says, I would like to th- uh, you to talk about and think uh, that you need to try to get people to look at how simple it is rather than overthinking it. It only sounds a bit crazy because it's such a bold and outlandish proposal in comparison to the status quo of where we are now. It's a simple exercise of making bands equal and providing a global opportunity within an existing infrastructure. So in other words, keeping the same sort of competition rules, still competing in MSR, still competing in medley, still using the same sort of judging system and all the rest, but being able to look at the bagpiping world globally rather than just focused here in the UK, which I have to say I'm a massive proponent of. I have now got my eyes opened. Since I started this podcast and the radio show, I've realized just how global our pipe band world is. And it is a pipe band world. So why are all major competitions here in the UK? So I have to agree. So bands, he says then, as part of the system, bands can do as much or as little as they choose within the the games, you know, the world tour, as they say. But every band will have an opportunity to compete in at least one event in their home. So that has to be said. So say you were playing in a band in New Zealand, for example. And to come and compete here in the UK, you need to spend thousands upon thousands of dollars to get over here, hotels, flights, all that sort of stuff. And, uh, you know, for a lot of bands, it just simply isn't feasible. So, yeah, if there was a major championship being held in New Zealand, will your band go to that? Of course they will. You know, and to have that opportunity to play at a major competition, of course you would jump at it. You know, if it's on your doorstep, of course you would. (laughs) You know, there's no room for doubt there. Of course you would. So, 
yeah, this will be a massive help for international bands, you know, and yeah, it has been said before that bands who travel to the World Championships, uh, regardless of how they do, if they do well, great, if they do not so great, then also, yeah, they've had that experience, they've came to the UK, and they've played in the home of piping, but then they go home and find themselves burnt out. You know, travelling all this way, with all that effort and time and money, and then it's just... Phew, it's like the balloon has burst, you know? And then you find that so many bands who do travel over to the UK to compete, whenever they get home, they've had enough. You know, they pull the plug. And next thing you know, I'm reading a story about such and such a band who done well at the Worlds but are no longer competing. <clears throat> it's happened all too often. And I'm getting tired of reading stories like this. And if anything, you know, it kind of should have been a red flag to our association. So many bands, so many bands are now gone. So many are now down and out altogether. I can even tell you here, locally here in Northern Ireland, of I think Belfast City itself, our capital city here in Northern Ireland, once had between 12 to 15 pipe bands, I think, in one city. And now I can't even name one. So to go from that amount up in the teens to nothing that tells you something even at a local level here in northern ireland and i'm sure you guys listening right now can at least name five bands off the top of your head that you know are not competing anymore i can do it locally here colabaki is one of them you know <laughs> where colabaki uh Blerian district are another one Come on, I could sit here and start naming off bands until the cows come home. Uh, Queen Elizabeth from Castle Dawson. Uh, Mara Felt pipe band, locally to me, no longer exists. Uh, Balahi pipe band as well, used to compete. People say, who are all these bands, Rob? And exactly, that's my point. That's my point. These bands no longer exist. <clears throat> For one reason or another. Whether they kind of fell out of the way of competing because they couldn't keep up with the demand... Or whether it was the financial implications of travelling to every competition and all of that. So many different reasons why people just have to give up and they pull the plug. And, you know, <clears throat> what is our association doing to help this? I think looking at Scott's model, whenever he talks about the establishment of the WPA, the World Pipe Band association wpba actually uh, so whenever he talks about this in his article part two i would urge you go back and look at it uh one of the taglines i have in here is how long do we have before the scottish pipe band competition scene collapses i don't know but i don't believe it can survive on its current path beyond the next three to five years <clears throat> now people could say oh you're being a real pessimist here scott you know things are better than this I have to be honest, and I honestly agree with him. The bagpiping world here, especially in the UK, appears to be suffering at the moment. Why is it suffering? I don't know. There is a plethora of reasons, and Scott mentions them all in part one. Now, is any one particular part of it is to blame, or is it a collection of all of its component parts? Yeah, it's all of it. You know what I mean? But again... With our association sitting behind a big desk with the blinkers on and hoping, you know, by doing the same thing to get, you know, different results, something has to change. 
And I guess this is why he called his article, Clean Break, a call for change. Now, whether that means a complete clean break like Scott describes and the establishment of an entirely new piping association, that's an interesting idea. It's a pretty great concept, to be honest. Will it work in practice, though? Will bands want to take that gamble and not have the opportunity to compete for Spikey? Hmm. Do you know what I mean? As much as we get excited for the Worlds every year, that's where the power is. That's what bands want. They want that world title. So, whenever you're going to be establishing a new organisation, will you equally have an event of equal clout? Hard to know. I think the RSPBA was established way back in the 1930s, 1920s possibly, uh, and then, you know, the World Pipe Band Championships was established, and, you know, you have nearly a hundred odd years of history there. And it's very difficult to turn your back on that, I have to say. So as much as we're talking about the establishment of a new thing and how exciting that would be and how we could fix all the problems, sure, yeah, it is a very exciting idea. It's a really interesting prospect and one of which I'm sure we'll talk more about here on the podcast in future pods. Uh, But will it realistically happen? I don't know. I know for one thing the bands will be marching their way into Glasgow this year for another year to try and juke it out for that World Pipe Band Championship and we'll be talking all about it here on the podcast like we always do. Will we see any effective change following this season? I hope so. The only way to get change, I have to keep saying this, is you need to go to your meetings. You need to go to your branch meetings, you need to go to AGMs, you need to do all of that stuff. If your band is not happy with any one particular thing, the only way to change it is to vote and go to these meetings and effect change. Now, I know, like I mentioned earlier in this week's topic of the week, that bands are terrified to talk, and that is very much the case. It does take a certain amount of bravery to be able to stick your head up and say, nah, see what you're doing here, I'm not a fan of it, get it changed. Guess what I'm trying to say? The RSPBA is our association. We are the members of a piping association. Regardless of where you are around the world, you could be Yuspaba, Waspaba, all those United States ones. You could be Pipe Bands Australia, Pipe Bands New Zealand, uh, Canada. You could be anywhere around the world. But the governing body, the overarching governing body of them all would be RSPBA. Those are the big guys who control the worlds and that's the one everyone looks towards as being the pinnacle of pipe band life so can we affect change yes i think we can but it will take a certain level of bravery from us the membership so with that being said guys that does appear to be quite preachy but it really isn't um i do hope that hasn't come across like that but Scott had some incredibly interesting points raised in both of his articles. In fact, I would go out on a limb to say that this is possibly the best thing that Pipesdrums.com have published this last number of years. It's kind of funny that they didn't write it. <laughs> Scott Curry wrote it. Um, but yeah, it's the possibly one of the best things Pipesdrums have published this last while. And um, kudos to you guys at Pipesdrums.com. Uh, yeah, I think well done on publishing this and starting the conversation. 
Scott has some incredible ideas on how to fix things, some of which I do think should be worth considering. You know, it should definitely be raised at AGMs and should be raised with the association to have a look at these things. You know, this is a plausible idea to try and fix these problems. Please have a look at this. Now, you know, we are all essentially in this together. I have to keep saying this. You know, and I've said it before here in the podcast. We are doing this all for the love of the music and what we do. We are all wanting the same thing here. We all want to promote the love that we have for our amazing instrument, our amazing music, our culture, all of that. We love piping and drumming. That's what we're here for. And when it comes down to it, when our RSPBA or our association, wherever you are living right now, listening to this, and they're not doing what you want them to, then speak out. Go to that meeting and say to them, you know, I believe that you could be doing this better. And here's how you possibly try and fix it. Come up with ideas, suggestions. We all come from the same place. We're all coming from a part of we're trying to make this better. I don't think for a second there's any one of us who are trying to make this worse. I have to say that too. Even from an RSPBA point of view, uh, guys who work with the association and are part of all of that, they volunteer their time tirelessly. You know, these guys work incredibly hard and I don't think any one of them are deliberately trying to sabotage our piping world. I have to say that. So Scott's article, as interesting as it is, can be quite scathing of the association in parts. And by us here in the Rap Show podcast even talking about it, we're taking a risk ourselves. I do believe, however, it is a conversation that needs to be had. So, hey, we've never been one to shy away from, you know, controversy or whatever. God knows we're well accustomed to it by now. But uh, yeah, I'm going to wrap up the topic of the week. I've rambled for long enough. It's an incredible uh, two-article opinion piece. I would urge you, go along to pipestrums.com now. Go and have a look at it. It's called Clean Break, A Call for Change, Part 1 and Part 2. And us in the Rab Show, we... Yeah, we are very interested in this uh, competition, in this conversation. (laughs) Um, We do think that Scott raises some very valid points on here, and one of which that I think we have certainly had experience of uh, from listening to you guys, the piping folk who email in and message in and all that on social media. We do think uh, Scott is on the money on quite a few points on here. Uh, So definitely going to be worth a read. And then join the conversation. You know, as much as you may feel that RSPBA will be critical of you and possibly knock you down for having an opinion, uh, you know, everyone has an opinion. That's the thing. You know, and the association can't change if they don't know how. So, yeah, congratulations to Scott Curry. What an amazing uh, couple of articles and well done to pipestrums.com. These two articles in total are, they're gold dust. Could this be the start of something? Anything? Now, I do know that there has been murmurings about the creation of a new pipe band system. Now, whether that means an entire new association, whether it means a whole new judging system, grading system, all of that, I do know that people out there in the bagpiping world are not happy with the way things are at the moment because numbers are definitely on the decline. And we need to fix this. 
I completely agree with Scott whenever he says that things, if they continue the way they are for the next three to five years, we will not have a piping scene to talk about. And that's a very scary prospect. Very scary indeed. Go and have a read at the articles. Well worth a read. And uh, please drop us your opinions. We want to know your opinions on this story. Email us in bigrabshow at gmail.com or indeed you can get our voicemails to us. We really want your voicemails on this if possible. Uh, that email address again, bigrabshow at gmail.com. Now, like I said, it is a controversial topic, so if you do want to remain anonymous, no problem. We will keep your name out of it. Uh, but again, we do really want to hear your opinions on this. It's a very interesting conversation, one of which I do feel needs to be had about the current state of our bagpiping world and just what can we do to fix it and just what are our association doing at present, if anything, to try and fix it. Yeah. Full disclaimer, by the way, this article was not published by us on The Big Rab Show. It was published by PipesDrums.com. For full uh, details on the article, please contact PipesDrums.com. They have all of the details there, uh, but from Scott Scott Curry, who wrote the thing, all that sort of stuff. Us here in the Rab Show podcast are just giving you our own personal view. Views of me are not that of our associated sponsors or that of Fuse FM Balamoney. It's just little old me. So there you go. That's a disclaimer at the end. So, guys, I hope you've enjoyed this week's podcast. It has been a difficult listen because I've been sniffing, coughing, spluttering my way through this one. Hopefully next week I'll be feeling much better. But, yeah, hot whiskey, paracetamol all the way. Yeah, I can't wait for Cookstown, actually, this weekend. So I'm hoping for good weather so I don't get froze. And I'll be holding on to this cold for another week. So, yeah, send your love. (laughs) Hoping I start to feel right as rain again. Thank you so much for downloading this week's podcast and joining the conversation. Please do get your opinions into us because, uh, yeah, our listener mail has been quite quiet this past uh, week, actually. Uh, So email us in, bigrabshow at gmail.com and possibly next week we will bring your opinions on this topic to next week's podcast. Yeah, if you're out competing this weekend, we wish you the very best of luck, especially to you guys heading to Cookstown this weekend. We hope to see you on the grass. If you are there, then don't forget, say hello, shake hands, take a selfie, come and say hi. Uh, We don't bite, so yeah, it'd be really cool to see you all. If you are competing this weekend, don't forget to send us in a hashtag BigRabShowSelfie and we'll very happily share it out there on our social media. Right, I am going to go get myself a hot water bottle, <laughs> another cup of tea, and just feel sorry for myself. Oh, man flu, man down. <laughs> Thanks everyone. Don't forget to check us out on Patreon, of course, as well for all your extra content and uh, arabshow.com for all your merch and our special promo code for Rhythm Monster. Big Rab Monster, get your 10% off. Yeah, that's up for us for this week. Thanks everyone and we'll see you here on the podcast next week. All the best. Well, that's it for another Big Rab Show podcast. Thanks so much to our sponsors, G1 Roots, played by bands around the world, including our current champion of champions in Vararian District. Don't forget to check out thebigrabshow.com for all of your Big Rab Show merch and news, views and chat throughout the week. Until next time, guys, we'll see you right here on the Big Rab Show podcast. All the best. <laughs>